This is Spark My Muse, and I'm your host, Lisa D. Lay. And this year I'm writing about the desert fathers and mothers in the first few centuries of Christianity in places like Syria and Egypt. I'll be having a few guests on that speak to this, but I also am going to be kicking off the year by reading about the prayer life that these men and women had, the Amas and the Abbas of the desert. In Henri Nouwen's book, The Way of the Heart, The Spirituality of the Desert Fathers and Mothers, he talks about several important things. This is an excellent book to get that teaches us a lot about silence and prayers that move the mind into the heart, as he says. The contents of this book are solitude, silence, prayer, and an epilogue that actually doesn't tell you um, how much goodness is in this book. In the section on prayer, for instance, there's a little introduction portion, and then there's prayer of the heart section, prayer and ministry, nurtured by short prayers, an all-inclusive section, and a conclusion. So this book is rich with a lot of ways of understanding prayer that brings the mind into the heart, as he says, and as the Desert Fathers wrote about that very specific term, bringing the mind into the heart. This joining of these two important sensibilities about us, the intellect and the rationality, coming into the core region of us. The heart is this core center of us. Some people might think of it as the soul, the place where God dwells. Um, the soul really also is the whole entire person of us. And prayer of the heart is where we can experience the presence of God. We really quiet down. We stop talking about our requests and our intercessions. And we allow God to embrace us and we rest in that as I kick off the new year, I want to be a lot more mindful of God's presence by just being myself, being quiet, and realizing I'm a child of God. From that place of belovedness, when we operate out of that place of belovedness, knowing we are children of God, it's like a whole new world opens up. We have more empathy for others. We have more compassion for ourselves when we make mistakes. A lot of us know prayer is important, but it might be hard to work it into our lives or make it a priority in some kind of way. And I think that's because we have seen prayer wrongly as um, a duty or making sure that we're connecting with God in this kind of formal way. But prayer can be as simple as remembering that the presence of God is with you all the time and having a dialogue or conversation with God as you go through your day. So I'm going to read to you from page 78 in this book. And I hope that as I kick off the year with this, with this episode based on this thing, I'm setting a tone for a kind of quietness, a kind of quiet wisdom from which is a very sustaining divine power, really, to allow us to be fortified for whatever comes ahead. This could be a rough year, 2020. I don't know what's happening ahead. I don't know what's happening in our world politically. It could be a fabulous year. It could be fantastic. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. But what I do know is that 
prayer life where God is truly the center and I and my worries aren't the center and preoccupation of my life and my day, my world, will be a great way to have footing, grounding as I begin my new year. And I would encourage that for you too. If you're wondering about how you're going to make it through the year or if you need guidance, reach out. You can contact me by email at contact at sparkmymuse.com. If you're looking for a little guidance, someone who will listen, I'm getting into soul care, journeying with others in richer ways in the new year, including the weekend retreat in New Mexico, June 5th through 7th. If you'd like information on how to join us there for a very restful, rejuvenating time filled with space and not a lot of activities, but common meals together, some prayer practices, and a visit to the Chamayo Sacred Site, go to sacredspacessantafe.eventbrite.com. Eventbrite is spelled event, B-R-I-T-E dot com. And that will be a wonderful time to join with others and be on the same page, bringing our minds into our hearts as we come before God in prayer and connection. Henri Nouwen puts it this way, the Desert Fathers, in their sayings, point us towards a very holistic view of prayer. They pull us away from our intellectualizing practices in which God becomes one of the many problems we have to address. They show us that real prayer penetrates to the marrow of our soul and leaves nothing untouched. The prayer of the heart is a prayer that does not allow us to limit our relationship with God to interesting words or pious emotions. It is the very nature such prayer transforms our whole being into. By its very nature, such prayer transforms our whole being into Christ precisely because it opens the eyes of our soul to the truth of ourselves as well as to the truth of God. In our heart, we come to see ourselves as sinners embraced by the mercy of God. It is this vision that makes us cry out, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The prayer of the heart challenges us to hide absolutely nothing from God and to surrender ourselves unconditionally to God's mercy. Thus, the prayer of the heart is the prayer of truth. It unmasks the many illusions about ourselves and about God and leads us into the true relationship of the sinner to the merciful God. This truth is what gives us the rest. This truth is anchored itself in our hearts. We will be less distracted by worldly thoughts and more single-minded directed toward the Lord of both our hearts and the universe. Thus the words of Jesus Happy, the pure in heart, they shall see God, Matthew 5, 8, will become real in our prayer. Temptations and struggles will remain to the end of our lives, but with a pure heart, we will be restful, even in the midst of a restless existence. This raises the question of how to practice the prayer of the heart in a very restless ministry, or life, I would add. It is to this question of discipline that we must now turn our attention. He refers to the short prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
That is traditionally called the Jesus prayer. And this is the prayer that the desert mothers and fathers would pray again and again to have unceasing prayer. They were to have this prayer ever on their minds as they worked. Some of them worked doing translation work. Some of them made baskets or rope as they weaved during periods of the day. This would be sold in towns to pay for their food and subsistence. And as they worked, they would pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. This kept things in perspective for them. We are dependent on God for everything. We are at God's mercy, and he willingly and lovingly gives it to us. And as we remember that we are sinners, it's this is just to get in tune with reality. Of course we're sinners, and God has mercy on us. And as we realize who we really are, sinners, we can be further embraced by God because we are aligned with the truth. And uh, we're forgiven sinners. And there's nothing wrong with that. As this new year unfolds, I'm curious as to what you see coming in the new year. If you'd like to tell me, you can contact me on Twitter, at Lisa Delay or at Spark by Muse, and let me know what your plans are for 2020. You can just use the hashtag 2020, and then I'll look and see what you have. And and maybe I'll read some of these on a future episode. I so dearly appreciate your support by listening, by contributing financially. And as this audience grows, as people connect with me from the outside, I am sustained so much by your encouragement and appreciation and love. It really means the world to me. It's a very solitary job to write and to do a podcast even though there's guests on sometimes. And so your encouragement is like fuel that helps keep me going. So anytime you'd ever send me a note or a tweet that says, I'm listening, thank you. You have no idea how much it brightens my spirit. To those of you who do that on a regular basis, I thank you so, so much. I'm wishing you a wonderful new year. I'm wishing you God's very best And for all the lessons that come along, I hope that your heart will be open to them and that joy will sustain you throughout this new year.